Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Curiosity Project. I'm Steve Shepard. I earn my living in the arcane world of technology, a place that's populated by protocols and standards and bits and bytes, a world where conversations revolve around bandwidth and IP and mobility and cloud technologies and optical networking, in a word, boring. Actually, it isn't boring, but it can be dry and somewhat soul-sucking, which is why as often as I can, I run away from it. I escape to a place that recharges my psyche and restocks my soul. This is Mud Pond. It's small, not particularly well known as a nature area near my home, with trails that meander through the woods, up and down overgrown hills, over and around deadfalls, to a small lake where waterfowl congregate. There's a viewing area with rustic bleachers where I often sit and think about nothing at all. But there's more to this place than the pond. Before reaching the viewing area, the trail crosses a low place that has become a marshy wetland. In the summer, it's a place of ferns and pitcher plants and ladies' slippers, all abuzz with insects. The water here looks like strong tea, dyed deep brown by tannins. Today, in the deep of winter, it's hushed and still. A wooden walkway, covered with yesterday's snow, traverses the water. Beyond the viewing area, the trail flattens and enters a pine forest. The cold, perfumed air is overwhelming, a symphony of smells to accompany the orchestra of the forest. Deep in the woods, the trail dips once again, this time crossing a small running stream. Nature has carefully placed basketball-sized boulders in its path to create an instrument, the fretboard of the stones played by the fingers of the stream. In A River Runs Through It, Norman MacLean captures the essence, the timelessness of water. Eventually, he says, all things merge into one, and a river runs through it. The river was cut by the world's great flood and runs over rocks from the basement of time. On some of the rocks are timeless raindrops. Under the rocks are the words, and some of the words are theirs. I am haunted by waters. There is no sound more musical or more captivating than that of a running stream. It rises and falls in a random melody of atonality, a composition with neither beginning nor end. It is the music of the spheres. The writer who perhaps influenced me more than any other is Lauren Isley. Equal parts paleontologist, anthropologist, essayist, and naturalist, his observations about the current and former world are deep like distant water. In his book, The Immense Journey, he offers, If there is magic on this planet, it is contained in water. Its substance reaches everywhere. It touches the past and prepares the future. It moves under the poles and wanders thinly in the heights of air. It can assume forms of exquisite perfection in a snowflake or strip the living to a single shining bone cast up by the sea. As I enjoy my time away from what so many today call the real world, I realize that this is my real world. I crouch down and observe the stream as it aspires to greatness, reaching evanescently for Norman MacLean's rocks from the basement of time. It has a long way to go, but as it labors timelessly to do so, 
it sings. It is the sound of this place that I find most attractive and most comforting. It is beautiful, and I have spent countless hours here with a camera, my eyes wide open, looking for the shot. But now I find that it's the sound that captivates me, and I stand here with my eyes wide shut, taking it all in. Chris Watson, the renowned recordist of natural sounds from the UK, once observed that radio is better than television because the pictures are better. I get it. I understand. And so did Henry David Thoreau. To watch this crystal globe just sent from heaven to associate with me, while these clouds and this somber, drizzling weather shut all in, we two draw nearer and know one another. The gathering in the clouds with the last rush and dying breath of the wind, and then the regular dripping of twigs and leaves the country over, the impression of inward comfort and sociableness, the drenched stubble and trees that drop beads on you as you pass, their dim outlines seen through the rains on all sides, drooping in sympathy with yourself. These are my undisputed territory. This is nature's English comfort. I'm Steve Shepard at Mud Pond near my home in Vermont. Thank you for not just listening, but also for hearing.